0: Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish.
1: Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, along with my co-host, Doug Crockett, and we are the voice of hope, healing, and miracles. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Stephanie, and today is a great day, a great day. It's it's beautiful here, and we're yeah. super excited about our show today. But before we do that, first, we want to thank our sponsors. First of all, The Mindful Lab with Christine Erickson, where you can find clarity, connection, and peace. You can find her at mindfullab.net and she is incredible helping, especially youth, young women specifically, helping finding their mindfulness and just helping them m- Figure out this world that we're in right now, which we all need—we all need help with that. So go go to mindfullab.net and find Christine and talk to her. Also, the Sunshine Family Hemp Nature's Side of Health—we love their products. Their products are amazing. We use them every day. They're so great. So find them at sunshinefamilyhemp.com, and they are all local in Utah. They make everything there themselves. It's absolutely extremely wonderful hemp that you can get. And also oils by Ellie featuring young living oils. There is an oil for that. You can find Ellie at oilsbyellie at gmail.com. We use a lot of oils in my household here and in my clinic. We love, love, love what the oils do. Also, we want you to check out our own Doug Crockett's beautiful YouTube channel, as well as all the other social media. And you can find that at Miracles, when heaven touches earth and he has got some incredible, incredible shows on there. And Doug, you're at, I don't know, 50 plus. Yeah, I, he's, we're past
2: 50. We're moving out. on,
1: <laughs> moving on, moving on to 60 plus. And there's are short snippets. You can hear people's lives and the things they've gone through and, I cry every one of them, you know, we've, had, we've <laughs> actually you. had a lot of his clients or his stories on our show and our stories on his show. And yeah. they just, the miracles are just abundant out there. And we really would like people to know that look for the miracles watch for the miracles because they are all around us and with that being said if you have any suggestions or questions for us or any comments please reach out to me at at to us i should say not me i'm being selfish <laughs> now at contact at my vitality health solutions with an s.com my vitality health solutions dot com, contact at and we'd love to hear from you and we also ask you if you would please share post yes. do whatever you need with the show we've got so many people out there that need to hear what we have to say and love to hear what we have to say and one of these days Doug and I will do miracle show on all the things that have happened from people listening to our show that's that would right be a really fun one because every goodness. week we get amazing amazing stories letters emails from people listening to our show that's changed their lives and yep. that's that's why we do what we do So with that being said, we're going to move on to our guest. We have been so excited. So this is one of my good friends from high school. We won't tell how old we are from high school. (laughs) We were friends way back, way back when, and through just crazy circumstances, we've been brought back together again. And as we've been talking back in high school he was an artist, and he ha- he'd he always be drawing this, that, and the other thing all the time. I remember, I wish I had his artwork right now, because it would be worth a lot of money okay. because of what he has done. So we've got Michael Bingham here with us. He lives over in Cache Valley in the Logan area, Logan, Utah area, and he is an artist. He used to work for Hallmark Cards. I remember hearing that when he first got that job working for Hallmark Cards, and he has graduated from very prestigious art colleges. He's got his... NBA, um, right? I'm, help me with that because I don't have it written down exactly right.
3: MFA. Master MFA.
1: Of, uh, oh, Master of Fine Arts. That's right. And just he's got his art is so unique, so unique. And I love it. And one of the things that Michael does, we're going to talk about here, that is his passion is working with those with dis- disabilities. Um, he likes to call them diverse abilities, which I think is
2: I like that
1: a perfect... Statement for that diverse abilities, because everybody is diverse in their abilities.
2: 100%. You know? Perfect. I
1: like <laughs> everybody that. is. Yeah. And he, he has an incredible foundation called jump the moon, jump And he's going to talk a little bit more about that. But first Michael and I were talking a while ago and he said, you know, Steph, you got to be careful what you pray for, because mm-hmm. sometimes you get those prayers answered. And he was praying that he would know more what people with disabilities or diverse abilities would need to help them in their art and how he could better move their art forward, make them feel Mm -hmm. that they were accomplishing things and just all different amazing ideas. And then he got the answer to his prayers. And he fell off a 20 foot ladder and basically died and broke his neck and a bunch of other stuff. So he's going to go into that and tell us a little bit about that. So, Michael, welcome. We're so happy to have you here with us.
3: Welcome. welcome. Oh, it's nice to be here with uh, you, Stephanie, and to make a new friend and Doug. Um, Nice to meet you. Absolutely. And I was just counting up, and it's more than 10 years ago that we were in high school together.
1: (laughs) a few more than ten. Thanks for sharing that, Michael. Me too. I, oh, me
3: too. I, I, I'm thinking it's more than ten, somewhere in in that neighborhood. Yeah, we'll we'll go
1: too. we'll go with that. That works.
3: <laughs> but uh, we were wonderful <laughs> friends back then, and uh, our lives each went separate ways. And uh, but it was fun that uh, that uh, the universe has brought us back together again and uh, living not too far from each other so it's amazing I'm, it's nice to renew that friendship you're a wonderful person and I've always respected and thought so so
1: oh thank anyway. you ditto to you
3: <laughs> well, and I do
1: want to reach out and, and make sure that we mentioned Susie because his wife Susie was a friend of mine all through high school lived in my neighborhood before they met each other. So that was kind of cool that we actually can't. Before
3: before <laughs> yeah.
1: So and she's amazing. She's she's phenomenal. So and she's a big part of your story. And she is a big so. part of
3: my story. In fact, I wouldn't be here today if not for Susie. Because literally. literally.
1: Uh, I
2: understand
3: <laughs> that. Yeah. I'll give you just a little visual aid here. There's a corner of our ceiling up there. On the computer it doesn't look like much, but it's 20 feet up. Mm-hmm. And I was painting the last three brushstrokes in that corner when I got an answer to a prayer. And I'm going to back up just a little bit. Um, and it's hard to know how far back to go, because when you start looking at amazing experiences in your life, in miracles that happen, you start realizing that um, it didn't all of a sudden just happen. At least for me, right. I can look back for many years and see the steps leading up to this experience that I needed to have that I need that was necessary for me to learn what I needed to learn and um, it wasn't just an all of a sudden thing it it goes back so I'm I've been trying to decide how far back to go yeah. um, okay. and I've decided I'm going to go clear back to the uh, pre-existence before we were even born. Okay. <laughs> okay, honestly.
2: that's pretty Way far
1: back.
3: back. I'm just gonna. That's that's pretty far back, and I don't remember a lot from that. In fact, I don't remember anything from that. <laughs> but I've always had a hunch or a feeling that um, for all of us, that coming to Earth was this opportunity that that God had made possible for us, that the Savior had made possible. And I've always thought of it a little bit like uh, we were going off to college, and you know, each of us would be different in choosing what we wanted to learn and what we wanted to study. Um, I've always had the feeling and a special connection to people that have diverse abilities of all kinds, mental and physical challenges. Um, I've always just been drawn to them and felt like um, like my calling somehow is to be a friend and to be helpful and not and do more than that to make it so that they can express themselves and communicate with greater freedom Mm -hmm. and that they can feel their own worth and their own value much more and realize that they are as important as any other person on this planet. Mm -hmm. And so I have this, I won't, it's just my own theory. And, um, that, that the people among us that have these challenges um, may have been in the uh, pre-earth life, those who were the most uh, brave and the most loving, and the ones that were saying, I will give up my, my normal earth life to help people learn mm. and help people grow. I will do that because I love people. And I've always felt like maybe at some point I said, I'll find you and I will try to make your life uh, as better as I can, as improved as I can. As I'll, I'll try to find some way to bring joy into your life because I appreciate the sacrifice. And any, uh, any parent who has a child that has some sort of a challenge, and I personally don't. I don't have children or grandchildren that that have that, but that doesn't mean I don't have this strong connection, but, um,
2: absolutely. By the way, I'll just give you an amen. Oh yeah.
3: I totally agree with you. Absolutely. I,
2: I, yeah. It's I, my daughter, Brittany, she, she was one of those that uh, had muscular dystrophy her whole life. And so she was in a wheelchair and had to go through those kinds of experiences until it was her time to return home. But I agree with you. I think she's the most brave person I'm aware of brave person i know and that's the way i like to think about it perhaps she even said on the pre-earth life the way i like to think about it kind of using the same vernacular perhaps she even just said you know what i tell you what i'll do this dad i'll do this or perhaps she said i'll do this if it saves doug <laughs> so she she took on the challenge and uh, but yeah the how it affected my family my wife and i and our other daughter is incredible. It's miraculous. It's To think about it is overwhelming. And she was willing to take that on. So I agree with the point that you're making, that they're very, very brave.
3: Yeah. And there's so much that we can learn from them. Very In much. my case, my children, I call them my children, uh, were my students as I taught high school. I taught high school art for about 10 and a half years and really especially wanted to be inclusive with any children that had um, any sort of special needs or challenges. And, um, I learned so much from them Mm -hmm. as I just took the time to be with them and try to understand what, how to communicate, how to, how to create things for them to, to, to level the playing field and be a part, be included. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember, um, finding out that there were some kids with very severe challenges um, that really didn't go to any school any any other classes in the high school they were pretty much in one room their whole high school experience because they had a nurse they would have seizures or stop breathing and have to have their ventilator um cleared and you know and it was very hard to send them off to a a science class or a math class or whatever but i insisted they come to my art class and that we find a way to um, show them they're just as important and valuable as any other student. So um, we'll jump ahead from the pre-Earth life, but I, uh, it's always been my feeling like um, like we maybe each of us got to put in a request. What would you like to learn when you're on Earth? Stephanie, what do you think you might have requested as you look at your life? What, right. what fits? Right. You know, maybe think about that. And Doug, you too.
2: Yeah. I appreciate
3: yeah. that. Yeah. I yeah I definitely. Might have requested, um, to, um, to be able to be of a help to be able to assist, you know, with, with people that had a challenge. And then if that was my request, what do I have to learn along the way so that I can be good at that? And, um, and that kind of, we can jump up a little bit, uh, um, we'll, we'll jump around. I have ADHD, by the way, and you'll, you'll, you'll get <laughs> to that how that works because the thoughts are spinning up here. Um, so you say
2: about what is it that we thought we had to learn? That's a good point. It's a little bit also like saying, what different muscles do I want to use now? And so yeah. what am I going to gather in this process? Yeah. And the pain will bring me to what point. And that's kind of,
3: that's the act that we're all word. on. Go ahead. Yeah. Good point, Doug. And, um, I'm, if you ask anybody like what, what'd be your hope in a life experience? I'm sure it'd be very difficult to find somebody who who didn't say, well, I want to experience great joy. I want to experience joy and happiness and peace and comfort. And there's a pendulum there. And I think we were warned. I think that, that maybe in this earth life, before or the life before earth life, you know, maybe God said, well, I would love to have you be able to experience great joy and happiness, but in order to really understand what that is, you're going to have to experience a lot of pain and, and sorrow and misery. You can't understand what great joy and happiness is without understanding the other side of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and And I've never felt like when I was going through something rough, that it was a punishment. I've always kind of, I, you know, I'm thinking back as far as I can. And I've always realized that I've learned something valuable when I've had a rough experience and that I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back and say, I don't want to have that rough experience because I'd also be giving up the valuable lesson that I've learned. Have you guys had a similar experience in life with that?
1: All the time.
2: (laughs) That's a good point. All the time. It's, uh, oh, with all the experiences, the benefit that I see is that someday we'll be able to look back and go, oh, look where I am because of that. At the time, going through trials is not fun. We don't enjoy it. We we cry about those kinds of things. But, like when you, well, the same analogy, when you build a muscle, you just keep working that muscle. It hurts while you're doing it, but eventually becomes stronger. And so
3: I think that's what it's going to end up being is it will
2: be in a new place where we can see the view from a different
1: perspective.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, I'll, I'll jump around here a little bit. Uh, I've lost track of how many years ago it was. It was, um, more than 10 years ago. I had in my mind that I needed a nonprofit organization. Where I could spend more time, where I had room uh, in a high school classroom. In my high school classrooms, we had 40 kids in almost every class, every hour. Um, the first eight years was a room that was made for probably 24 kids, and we're packed in there, wow. and, yeah, uh, and we're trying to make art. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking, wow, we should have this student make a painting with their power chair on the floor. Well, there's not a floor like we, it's all filled with desks and stuff. So early on, I started thinking, well, I need this nonprofit space where we can really explore and do things. And I started to get really into that idea. I was teaching high school. I was also trying to get uh, in position to go back to school and start a master's degree um, i also very active in my church callings and in and the things that i'm responsible for there i like to be active in the community um, i have a large family you see their picture over my shoulder there i have seven children <laughs> and great. um and and i want to be a good husband and one night maybe four in the morning i wake up and i am i'm uh, actually not really waking up i couldn't go to sleep i'm I'm just, I'm struggling with so many things that I want to be good at, but I'm not being good at anything because I'm, I'm just too, I'm spread too thin and um, nothing is working out. Like I hoped it would, Um, you know, if my kids needed something or, or had a concern, they would go to their mom. Understandably, she was much more there for them that that needed to be fixed anyway there was a lot of stuff on my mind and uh, and I went out in the backyard it was during the summer we have kind of a slope backyard and I'm and when I when I really need to pray it's more of just a conversation and I and I said you know heavenly Father what what's most important what I, I've got too many things too many things that are good. They're all good. Um, but I'm not doing any of them. Well, what's most important. And, um, without going into a lot of details, I got a, I got the answer and, and I knew that my wife for one was first, um, that, uh, and my, my relationship to God, um, and my children, my family, all of that was very evident that, look, you got to, Spend a little more time. Oh, there's one of them back there. Hey, <laughs> um,
1: for those of you in radio land, his son just come down the stairs. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs>
3: um, anyway, I and then and then the one that really kind of rose to the top was you need to create this nonprofit. Um, I had kind of picked out the name Jump the Moon Art Studio, there's a story behind that too, but um, this nonprofit is kind of why you're here on this earth. <laughs> and what what all those talents art talents that you've accumulated over the last 40 years what they're going to be used for and so I actually um, I worked another half a year as a high school art teacher but I quit that job um, so I could be more focused on on these other things and um, and I miss it I didn't quit because I didn't love teaching high school I really did love it Uh, But I just felt like I needed to be more present in doing what I'm doing. So (laughs) I kind of gained that insight. And then then I set to work, okay, let's make this nonprofit happen. And in my mind, those of you out there who have ever started a nonprofit and maybe thought like I did, well, how hard could it be? I just want (laughs) to do a good thing. (laughs) I just want to have a space and do a good thing oh my word, I think seven years it took us to actually turn that into a real live nonprofit. It was so much work and continues to be so much work. Um, oh. It has never for a moment been easy. Uh, but but finally, we got that going. I This whole time, so maybe the last more than 10 years, my prayers have been Emily, Father, help me understand people with disabilities on a higher level, so that I can serve them better. That was that was my prayer. Almost every prayer I ever offered had that in it. Beautiful. And now I think back and. I- do you ever think, how is God supposed to answer that prayer?
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've, you, asked, you asked for it. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's I like never I love thought to do about
3: business. that.
2: Yep. So jump ahead. and God ahead. a hard one. Say, okay, how are you going to take care of this?
3: <laughs> I know. In my mind, I thought, I think I just felt like, well, I will just be blessed with this knowledge somehow. <laughs> well, <While> you were. <laughs> it'll, just, it'll just appear. <laughs> right. Right. Well. <laughs> it appeared but not how I um, I never even imagined how it would be answered. So, um we were uh, we were working on our house this really high ceiling in my in this living room. Um my wife said I'm going to climb up there and paint that ceiling and I said no you're not that's going to be kind of dangerous. Like <laughs> let me I know I know I won't get hurt. So <laughs> so um I've got I've got the whole ceiling painted pretty much. I'm down to the last corner and I've got my ladder propped up against that that wall over there. Yeah. Those of you
1: that can't see it, it's a very high ceiling. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh don't put a drop cloth on your hardwood floor. I had a huge drop cloth covering our hardwood floor. Um, that ended up being what the problem was. But let me just Slippery, take this- huh? to something that is a good lesson in life. Um, I had my paint in one hand, my brush in one hand, and I put my foot on the bottom rung of that ladder. And I felt this impression that said, don't climb up that ladder, it's on a drop cloth, it's not safe, you could fall and get hurt. I just had that distinct impression. And I, in my arrogance said, I've been up that ladder in that spot three times already. It's not going anywhere. Like little voice that warns me of danger. You worry too much. You're, you're like, don't worry. I got this. Oh. Well, um, I later learned uh, in the hospital, which I was in the hospital for about six and a half weeks, two and a half weeks of that in intensive care on life support. Oh my God. With uh, a neck broken in seven places and oh. broken ribs and a fractured skull, a brain bleed, I had all kinds of fun stuff go on in that. oh my goodness um, and during that during while I was in the hospital, I really had the impression that um, that that and I don't hear a voice I never know how to describe this. I don't know how it is for you, but um, it's not like I hear a voice talking to me, but I hear a voice in my heart more. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just know that there's that, that, uh, that God is communicating to me and, and wants me to know something. And I've never figured out a good way to really describe what that's like. But in the hospital, that's good I though, heard, How you did. <laughs> Do you have something similar to that?
2: Yeah. It's very much, a chance. Yeah. Depressions, uh, mm-hmm. So oftentimes it's not really necessarily a voice, but sometimes the impressions come so strongly and so repeatedly that I wonder if the voice talking to me. So, yeah,
3: yeah, I always I always kind of describe it as a voice because it just seems like it was so clear, Yeah, but there's there's no voice. But the impression came to me um, as I was laying there thinking and at first after I realized where I was that I actually am missing about two and a half weeks of memory. I don't remember hitting the ground and I'm missing about two and a half weeks. But when I did start to figure out where I was and what had happened, my first impulse was, why me? I, things were going so well. I got this nonprofit going. Things are, are, you know, we were in a good spot at that moment. And um, and why me? Am I being punished? Am I? But that quickly turned to this impression that, you know, Michael, I tried to warn you not to go up that ladder, but you felt you knew better. And I thought, well, this will be the perfect time to answer your prayer. (laughs) And It was just that simple. I just, and I realized instantly my own prayer was answered by me being in a position of being completely dependent on other people for everything. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know a, a nice way to describe that, but you can't do anything on your own. I can't, I'm eating through a tube. I, I need to be changed. You know, I, it's, right. it was so humil. you know, humbling. I don't want to work, use humiliating, but it was so humbling to be completely dependent on other people. And I soon, I quickly started to realize a lot of the people that I work with are pretty much fully dependent on someone else to keep them alive, to, yeah. to let them have a life. And my uh, boy, my appreciation for caregivers too, um, exactly for those that devote, devote their life. And my wife, Susie, uh, just came, just stepped into that role so beautifully. And um, I'll never be able to thank her enough. Not only that, but when I hit the ground, I wasn't breathing and she has experience as a medical assistant. She's now a flight attendant. Um, but, um, she, uh, knew could tell that my neck was broken. She could tell that things were bad and probably shouldn't be moved very much, but also I'm turning purple and I'm not breathing. And if she doesn't do something, we'll have a funeral. And, um, and so she saved my life, uh, at that instance too. So how do you, Incredible. how do you repay somebody for that? I,
2: <laughs> Caregivers get a special place in heaven. I like to think.
3: Oh, there's no doubt. No doubt. I think.
1: So too. And, and to, to, for her to have the knowledge, how to straighten your neck out. No, I mean it's broken, obviously it's broken and you're not breathing. <laughs> how to, how to help you breathe so mm-hmm. that she could get the assistance that she needed. I mean, I think that story is just, I can't imagine it as from a wife's position coming down and finding that or hearing it or mm. seeing it or being it part happened. of it.
3: She was right there and saw me fall. Yeah. That'd which, be just terrifying,
1: which again, oh. say, probably saved your life too. Right. Yeah, Cause she was right there.
3: There's yeah. some of the things just in her story that were very interesting. When we lived in California, when I was going to art school, she worked at a hospital in Pasadena. In an intensive care unit. She was the unit secretary in an intensive care unit. So, fast forward, I'm in an intensive care unit on tubes and monitors and meters and beeping this and that. And my children are showing up um, in a panic, um, thinking, I'm going to die. You know, this is it. Um, they're saying their final goodbyes, whatever. And she had worked in that atmosphere and knew exactly. How to explain what was going on? That I wasn't going to die. That the team that was helping me was not in keeping comfortable until he dies mode. They were in we can save this one mode. And she was just there, very calmly, to explain um, everything that was going on. She understood the language the doctors were speaking, and um, and what what procedures were being monitored and, and yeah. done she just knew all of that and that because was she had,
1: had that 30 years experience. So,
3: yeah, yeah, 35 years before she had this experience. So
1: and I believe all that stuff's in preparation. <laughs> you know I do yep. too. So yep. we're gonna take a break here real quick. Michael and when we come back I want you to give your contact information and we're gonna get a little bit more into what happened afterwards and what's going on with your jump the moon okay. foundation because it's Fascinating. So yes. jumpthemove.org, you guys will be wanting to look that up and stay tuned. We've got a lot more coming. We want to have you stay with us and hear the rest of the story because it's absolutely fascinating. Yes. So we'll be back in just a few minutes.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com.
1: Hi, this is Ellie Meadows with Young Living Essential Oils. I invite you to skip the stress of the holidays this year and let Young Living take care of all of your gift-giving needs, from soothing bath bombs to delicious seasonal oil blends. Looking to make some extra money for the holidays? I'm currently accepting new team members who will have the exclusive opportunity to grow their business under the leadership of Jack Canfield, one of the top success coaches in America. For more information, find me on Facebook or Instagram under Oils with Ellie, that's E L L I E, or email me, oilswithelly at gmail.com.
0: Isn't it interesting how we can be physically disconnected from others and yet be personally affected by the change and confusion of the world around us? We want moments of clarity and peace, and we need to feel connected to others in positive ways. A mindfulness practice can help decrease stress, increase feelings of well-being, and help us be more connected to those around us. To find out how mindfulness can do all this, Go to MindfulLab.net. You'll find tools and resources to start your mindfulness journey today at MindfulLab.net. If you're looking for the highest quality CBD products on the market, visit SunshineFamilyHemp.com. Sunshine Family Hemp is a family-owned business located in the mountains of northern Utah. Our full-spectrum oral and topical products contain no artificial ingredients, and are third-party tested by a DEA-certified lab. Online ordering is easy, and we ship nationwide. Sunshine Family Hemp has been in business since 2019 and is legally certified at both the state and federal level. Visit sunshinefamilyhemp.com today. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. To the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show.
1: Welcome back, friends. We are so happy to have you with us. We are having an absolutely delightful, impressive, amazing conversation with my dear friend Michael Bingham. And Doug and I are just kind of sitting here entranced and enthralled with yes. what he has to say. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, wonderful. I love it. And we want you to get a piece of paper and pencil out so that you can write down this information. I His foundation is just absolutely fantastic. If you haven't listened to the first half of the show, make sure you go back and listen to that. And Michael, I'm going to have you tell them how to get hold of you and your contact information with your Jump the Moon and how they can do that. We're going to go more into what that is doing and how it's looking, because it is just absolutely fascinating.
3: Okay. Uh, The best way to contact me is just through my email, which is michael at jumpthemoon.org. And Michael is spelled M-I-C-H-A-E-L, jumpthemoon.org. So awesome. So jumpthemoon.org It's
1: yeah, so really quickly tell me how you got jump the moon. Yeah.
3: Um it comes from a sculpture that I made for downtown Salt Lake uh quite a few years ago, a life-size cow wearing a jet pack, a large jetpack, flying over the moon. Uh, for several years, it was in front of the Rose Wagner Performing Arts Center uh-huh, okay. and they moved it over in front of a Bravenel Hall kind of kitty corner from Temple Square. Sure. Uh, this is giant, funny. It was a realistic cow with a, wearing a jetpack. <laughs> um, I'll make this story short, but um, the vision for that came when I was a little kid and I heard for the first time the nursery rhyme. Where the cow jumped over, the, jumped moon. over the moon. I mm-hmm. lived in a little town in Idaho, up in Sugar City at that time, and um, and we had cows all around us, and I knew they could barely jump a little ditch. They're not <laughs> over the moon. so in my five or six year old imagination, I designed a jetpack for the cow that would <laughs> actually help it get over the moon, and <laughs> the name for Jump the Moon Art Studio comes from the fact or the the idea that there's no it would be impossible for a cow to jump the moon without an assistive device without a jetpack <laughs> it would be impossible for some of our artists to actually create the big giant paintings and art pieces that they do without an assistive device sometimes it's in the form of a power chair that's a painting machine mm. sometimes it's a pendulum that actually Uh, adds the movement to their art where their their physical body can't do that they they partner with the earth and the the spin of the earth to to provide the movement Um, it might be different adaptive ways to hold uh, art materials or to use things all kinds of assistive devices is what we do what I I make what I invent and um, every person's different everybody has a different we come up with a different thing for every person pretty much or an adaptation of something, but we give them a jetpack so that they can jump their moon, which is making art in our case. I so like that. That's, oh, that's so great. That's cool. So I was going to ask reason. you that
1: yesterday and I forgot to ask you that.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why I picked that name. Wow. So let's move
1: on to what you do, because we got the opportunity, John and I, to go down and spend some time with you yesterday in your studio. And we want the listeners to know that you're working on getting a bigger place. Something that oh, you can boy. be more uh, more room to get more students. He was explaining to me yesterday that he had how many wheelchairs at that one table? Six?
3: No, and- we had we had seven people in a group yesterday, and four of them were using uh power chairs or wheelchairs really okay. in a small room. Our studio right now is about 500 square feet. It's, it's about <laughs> the size of my living room right here. Uh, we <laughs> used to have a 4,000 square foot studio on main street, but COVID and uh, the landlord sold that building and a bunch of different things. And we lost that space. I do need a bigger space. Our space now really is only uh, for uh, USU it's on university, uh, property and it's to work with USU groups. Um, so for all of our community groups and for our headquarters, uh, we're looking for a space, um, and it'll come along. I don't get too worried about anything. It's it, everything seems to show up right about the right timing for when, when it's needed, well but said. this one I'm hoping will hurry up just a little bit. Yeah.
1: So, if any of you got connections out there, reach out to him. Make sure you find him at, um, tell us your email again, Michael. Michael, Michael at
3: Michael at jumpthemoon.org. And if you just go to jumpthemoon.org, you can get an idea of what it looks like if somebody paints with a wheelchair or uh, uses some of our other adaptive uh, equipment.
1: So one of the things that I love about what Michael does is he works with all these people with all these different abilities, all these diversified abilities, and the way his mind works, and I've known this for a long, long time, but the way his mind works, he looks at them and he's like, hmm, maybe if we did this, maybe if we added a paintbrush to the bottom of your wheelchair, or maybe if we we put a piece of brick of wood in here so that you can move maneuver around better or whatever, and so he's got a workshop there too, that he'll go in and just whip something together and bring it out and have him try it. And it's just fascinating. I'm going to take just a second and show he really doesn't have enough room for all the things he's doing. But we were there yesterday. We got to meet a couple of his students. Um, This is Nathan. And if you'd like to expand a little bit more on Nathan, this this, this is incredible art.
3: Wow. It's a beautiful abstract piece and that's kind of a fragment of it that's a fairly large piece right uh Nathan is was our first artist he's been a friend long before I started uh Jump the Moon um but when I got the studio he's the first person I called and I said you know I I I knew that he'd always wanted to be an artist he excelled in art as a high school student and never really had the opportunity to become an artist and I said come on down let's 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 find that artist in you. And, and, um, and he does just that. Now he he's works on his art all the time and is really devoted to it. He also helps out a lot. Um, He's a great teacher. He's stepped into the role of um, teacher many times. Uh, He's been around five or we're almost there five years or as a nonprofit, but, but uh, he's heard me talk enough that he kind of knows what I'm going to say and, and jumps in and, and most that's of the time correct
1: <laughs> as we were talking yesterday he kept saying right michael this is what you say right and it's always like it's either a tomato or what what, what do you say about the tomatoes you can oh. he'd say can, is this good or is this not good or should i do this or should i not do this and
3: yeah there's no one right answer to anything i don't believe there's a lot of different ways something can be accomplished um he's so that's, just, i wanted to
1: show this real quickly too though this is something else that Michael gives them the opportunity. This is a, a card. This is actually a greeting card that he's turned into with their name, their information on it, that you can get these greeting cards. And I mean, I just, this is another one. That's one of our favorites too. And this is another one of his students, Paul, that we got to meet yesterday. And, and as he was explaining this to us, how he created this, it was just layer on layer on layer of different things let's try this let's try that and we were discussing what these lines were and they finally realized oh yeah that was when we put the blue tape over top of this paint and then we put it in a spinner and you know right. it's just so fun That's And awesome. these these students that michael's working with are just in awe you can tell they have a lot of respect for you michael because you give that to them
3: well really they've cool. a lot to me they um i learn probably more from each of them than they will ever learn from me, but, uh, and, and there's quite a few, I, you only got to meet two, but there's right. quite a few people that have really made the studio their home and they come almost every day. And, and, um, and it's, they're, they've just really become great friends. I'm glad you mentioned um, my technique, which is let's just try it. Let's just yeah. try something. And for um, for caregivers, for parents, for friends of people that have challenges, um, don't be afraid to just experiment and try. Yep. Can you push this with your foot? Can you hold that with your teeth? Can you, you know, what what can we do that will will put something in your control and let you make a mark? And for me, any mark is beautiful if they made it. My least favorite thing in the whole world is it's called hand over hand. And it's where you're um, mentoring or peer tutoring or or whatever you want to call it. But it's not an evil intent at all. But when you take somebody else's hand and hold a marker and draw a picture of a house with the sunshine and, and whatever, and then sign their name to it, that's not their art. That was your art. You need to sign your name to that. You just happen Mm. to be holding their hand. I'm all about finding a way that that person, even if nothing moves, even if we make it, which we've done, we've made a printing press that's operated by driving your power chair or pushing a wheelchair over the top of it to provide the weight to make a print. And, you know, there's just endless possibilities um, where that person is making their art to the greatest extent possible. And then that's when the, the, the achievement comes and, and the pride and the smiles show up where somebody is so proud. I, I look, I made that, I did that thing yeah. and um, I maybe had a little help, but it was mostly me. We want to get to that place with people. That's awesome. So don't be afraid out there to just try some stuff. Yeah. Um, your kitchen drawers are a great place to find better handles to duct tape crayons or markers too, you know there's so many there's so many possibilities the best store in the world for finding adaptive art equipment is like a thrift store or a, or a garage sale and things you don't even need to know what it was supposed to be used for a small salad spinner is a great thing um, I've yeah. got several different kinds but you dump paint in there and let the person pull the cord and spin it, they have just made a beautiful little spin art. Um, it just goes on and on and on. I know that your show doesn't last for four hours. So we'll, <laughs> but, but it is personal I wish, I wish
1: it did. And I wish we could, yeah. you know, sometime I'd love to go down it's just, we took some video yesterday. That's posted on Facebook. Yes. There'll be some more posted on there. Cause we took a whole bunch of different videos yesterday and it was just so fun to hear these, these men, talk to you and ask you this and ask you that and I'm and Paul was just getting done with an art piece and you said you know what we don't waste paint we don't waste paint we don't want a white canvas so <laughs> get all the paint off that brush and put on that white canvas and it was beautiful it was so pretty just from cleaning the brush on the white canvas <laughs> and you know John's like I thought it was done but no it wasn't they came they there were some other problems with the equipment or or trying to be able to put the picture on it and so Michael's mind is just going like this. Well, let's use chalk. We'll just put chalk on it. We'll spread it over. We'll. Sp- I mean, it was just, it was so cool wow. to watch this invention happening right in front of our faces mm-hmm. so that he could draw this beautiful ship on this piece of, of canvas that was just from leftover paint on the paintbrush. <laughs> so it was really inspiring for us to be able to just be there and watch it and, see how it just kind of plays out it was really cool
3: yeah sometimes and this goes for anybody listening that thinks well i'm not an artist it's unfortunate that at some point in your life you've you've chosen to believe that because when you were four years old you were an artist and it's in there somewhere as an adult or as we get older even older kids get worried about what somebody else is going to think they get worried that they might do it wrong Um, There is no wrong. If you make something with your hand, I was starting to say uh, a scribble made by somebody can be to me as beautiful as any sunset or portrait of a flowers or or whatever, because it's a sign that they were alive. They were here. They made this thing. This is a mark, like a signature almost, uh, Mm -hmm. made by their hand or feet or whatever else. We have an artist that can push his elbow down and we make art with that. Um, whatever it is that's a, a sign and those things unfortunately we've had a few artists uh, students that have passed on have passed away and what a treasure it is to present to their family stacks of artwork that they made when uh, when they just didn't even realize that they would be able to make any art I love um, it
1: because it becomes personal. their treasure doesn't it yeah,
2: yeah
3: yeah absolutely
2: the artwork is their signature it's their person it's their personality it's what they wanted to express and that's that's the beauty of it. when you give it back to the family you're kind of in effect giving a piece of them back
3: yeah there's too much belief that well it's not art unless it looks like a photograph or something Mm -hmm. that couldn't be farther than the truth um it's it's art if it's an expression of some of what somebody has inside of them yes um whether it's sculpture, painting, drawing, um, you know, scratching a design in the sand, uh, whatever it is, um, it's, it's art and you don't have to have a special license to, to be an artist. Yeah. Just, just go make something. Yep. Beautiful.
1: And you've got a, uh, you've got a few people that help you, your assistant that was there with us yesterday. Um, yeah.
3: remind me of his name. His name is Kenzo Kenzo. And- He's sharp the, sharp the nicest most wonderful young man ever Kenzo's heart is like five sizes too big and oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> good for him he, just, he is just shows so much uh, patience and compassion and, and love uh, for the people we work with um, we I wouldn't really have jumped the moon studio without uh, Kenzo we also have Robin who's wonderful um, Suzanne uh, kind of keeps all of our books and stuff each one of them has in common that they just love people and I checked out for quite a while with that accident I had and I, um, I would have thought that Jump the Moon would have died but without me there to run it but it didn't because um, those people just stepped up and said let's let's just make this thing keep going. And they did a beautiful job. So. I, I
1: wanted to say something about Kenzo too, because when we were talking to him yesterday and he was just so great working with you and listening to you and, and working with the, the students that were there. And I was asking him, are you an artist? What's your favorite kind of art? And he told us music. Yeah. Music is his favorite kind of art. He's doing all this other artwork that's incredible, but he also finds great love in the art of music which is what my, one of my loves is and Doug's is too. And, yes. and just, you know, finding that art and how do you put that, you know, you should share it, just, just create it and share it. And it's, yeah. it's so incredibly beautiful, you know, and what you're doing, what you're doing is John and I went away very, very humbled oh. yesterday and nice truly wanted to be more part of this. I'm like, I want to come down and see this all in action with everybody there, you know, working. It was just wonderful to to be part of it. I'm getting emotional because it was really, it was really a life changing experience for us yesterday.
2: And we'll set but, up a time. Uh, I want to get up there, too and see that. I love that kind of stuff. So this is
3: yeah. A, you're welcome to come. Thank you. Um, it it um, I don't I don't know. I, I have a hard time figuring out how to describe my role in it. Because I get so much joy from it that it it almost feels guilty, <laughs> like I'm, <laughs> I'm at this place where right. I, I can help somebody and get to see them for the first time sometimes in their life, mm-hmm. really express themselves and and be looked at as an as an equal, as <laughs> just as important as any other person, and um and to see those smiles that show up. Uh, it, I just live for that. It, it's so wonderful. And people can know and uh, that if they have, you know, uh, individuals in their family or children or brothers and sisters or somebody who, who need a space where they are going to be loved and welcomed and, and time and effort is going to be devoted to helping them express themselves through the arts. Um, that's what we're here for. That's what, that's what, yeah. we're, that's what we're all about.
1: Well, and I love, I love the story that you were telling us. And Paul was there yesterday and he was throwing away a whole bunch of his art because he thought it was just trashy and dumb and stupid and didn't like it. And, and you stopped him. So you brought it back and said, Oh, this is incredible. We're going to do this. So he showed us yesterday. Paul took out all the different things out of his envelope and showed us, well, this was going to go in the trash. That was going to go in the trash. And and Michael just took him and he's like, let's put these in frames and let's make these work together because these, and they were, I was That's stunned. Awesome. I'm like, I would pay good money for that painting.
2: Beautiful, beautiful.
1: Because <laughs> I do have artwork like that in my home. And tell them a little bit about what's coming up, though, Michael, before we're done. We only have a few minutes because I want people that are, if they're in the Cash Valley, to be able to come and see what they're doing.
3: Because yes. you're, you're, you're a Soundbuck art thing. Uh June um 16, 17, and 18. I think it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I hope I have those dates right. Is Summerfest. It used to be a big art festival around the Logan Tabernacle. We now have that at the fairgrounds. And uh we will have a booth there and we'll be unveiling some new things. Um I'll just say I, I won't describe it too much, but we have uh USU engineering students actually built us a robot on a power chair base that folds down to be crayon melting stations. <laughs> It'll be just the funnest thing you ever tried. That sounds um, awesome. Other stuff too. Uh, we'll have our spin art machines. We'll have something fun for everybody to do. Um, come find us this year. We'll be near the stage where all the performances will be going on. So we'll all have to talk really loud. Uh, (laughs) but it'll be really a fun atmosphere so that's Summerfest. uh the week following that if you're in the area wellsville um is at the very south end of cache valley and there's a tabernacle there and there's a first annual uh wellsville um mountain music and art festival and we will be there as well along with a bunch of other artists um okay, we're
1: gonna have to cut off time. So Michael, yeah. I hope this is all posted. We've only got a few seconds left, so we want to wrap up. But I remember to go to Michael at jumpthemoon.org and find out. You can look on jumpthemoon.org and look at all the amazing stuff. It's mm-hmm. just it's just life changing. You it's life changing. And recording I, I love you. So we'll talk to you later. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate you being
0: here.
3: Okay, thanks so much.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes
3: only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show.